Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello listener and welcome to this From the Finney special with Liverpool podcast Anfield Index. We were invited on to talk about Ben Davis and his move to the Reds, plus a few other bits, so enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. We're back for some more. It's Anfield Index Pro and we are joined this time for a look at Ben Davis, who we believe uh, will be announced, if he hasn't already been by the time the show comes out, as a signing from Preston North End. And we're joined by the three lads that do the From the Finney podcast. They're at From the Finney on Twitter. You can find their work at fromthefinney.co.uk. And I'm delighted to welcome Jake, Jake Oates, Ollie O'Connell and Jimmy Atkinson. Uh, first of all, Jake, what are your thoughts on, on, on this deal? Uh, Sad to lose a player. I think there was talk he was going to go to Celtic. He was out of uh, contract in the summer, but he is one of your one of your homegrown boys that's come through your academy. Yeah, um, I mean it's a funny one because obviously I'm I'm gutted to see one of our best players going, but I'm absolutely delighted for him because it's a move that doesn't come around very often for many players, if any, and it's the opportunity of a lifetime for him. Well, I'm also joined by our, our resident scout Anfield Index Pro, it's Dave Hendrick. Uh, Dave, I podcasted with you earlier today on the uh, on the free side of Anfield Index, and you were the you were the skeptic on this one. You said that it was going to be very interesting to speak to the three lads tonight mm. because you you had your doubts about the player and about his, his ability to step up to uh, to this level. So let's. Uh, I know you've been reading a bit more. I sent you some articles and stuff earlier, and we've looked at some stats that Sam Maguire has been putting out this afternoon on Ben Davis as well. Uh, have you changed your mind since this morning? No, I'm still skeptical. But um, look, it's not that I don't doubt his ability to play in the Premier League. I have doubts over his ability to play for Liverpool because there's there's the Premier League and then there's Big Six, and in that Big Six, there's two elite teams, us and City. And I do think you have to be a certain level to play for each club right now, the way they're playing. The same way you had to be a certain level to play for United and Arsenal when they were great, and Chelsea under Mourinho, etc. But I think it's like, it's funny, Liverpool Twitter and, and Preston Twitter would never really interact. You'd never really find any sort of back and forth. But when you see like David Ornstein tweeting about it and like there's Preston fans, they're just delighted. Like David Ornstein is tweeting about our club. And it's bringing loads of eyes on Preston as well. And you read a lot of the things that Preston fans are saying about him and how happy they are for him to make this move. Not that he's leaving, because obviously when it's one of your better players and he's been around a long time and you've got an attachment to him, you're obviously sad to see him go. Same way we were when like, when Suarez and Nashgarano and them, Phil left. But you're still happy for them to go on to Barcelona and live that dream. Like So I think for the boys, it's probably the same thing, seeing them go to one of the biggest clubs in England. It's it's a big boost for press and it gets eyes on them. And obviously they get a bit of cash for a player they thought they were about to lose for nothing. But I ha- I, I do have doubts. We <laughs> joked last night, David, um, we've gone global. It's like, <laughs> this, that's what we said. But like, this, is, this is just crazy for us. Uh, you know, we're a small city in England. You know, we're known as being the wettest city in the country. And all of a sudden, the eyes of the world are on Preston North for but for one of our own products and mm. I get what you're saying in terms of like the elite 
terms two in, in England. I completely get that. I think that what will put Ben, da- ben Davis in great stead for your football club is your manager, first and foremost, mm. but also being surrounded by players of a high quality and a high calibre. What you know, Ben Davis has got further to go in his career. He's got bags of potential. You know, you're not getting a finished article. I know he's 25, but this is a kid that's played like 250 games at the age of 25. He's had a couple of setbacks along the way, but this is his best season. He's arrived for Preston and he's been injured for a good 10, 11 games at the start of the campaign. And for, since he came out and said that he wasn't signing a contract with Preston, he wasn't staying at, on the end of the season. He's played his best football. He's been eight and nine out of ten every week, going to some big teams in the championship. You know, Brentford and you know a couple of the other big boys in terms of the top six have played some great football. And you know, we've gone there and won. You know, we went to Bournemouth. You know, everyone wrote us off. You know, no one saw us going three and up at, at Bournemouth. I know I pegged a couple of goals back through a set piece and uh, another goal from a second phase later in the game, but. We've gone to places and won these games. I know this is a big step up for him. Don't get me wrong. This is another level for the lad. But I have every confidence he's going to be able to do a great job for you. And he's got every attribute you want in a, in a Premier League centre-half. We've, we've said before, like you could go to a Brighton and he probably wouldn't shine. But a good mm. club, having a good coach, especially with your setup now. Christ, I had a look at that video before with Slade Chamberlain <laughs> messing about around your new training centre. And I thought, you know, what what a facility for someone to be able to go from someone who's pretty much getting changed in porter cabins at Preston until we got this new training ground from six months ago off Wigan, you know, to an, an absolutely unbelievable setup. And you're getting a really good lad as well. It's not just a footballer you're getting, you're getting a really good person. A lot of what I've read about him is about him as a person and how, you know, what, what a good lad he is and how hard he's had to work to get where he is because. You ha- you guys had a couple of managers that just didn't believe in him, and he was a reserve left back, and he was been sent on loan, and the loans weren't really going the way he wanted them to. And then he went Fleetwood, and kind of permanently moved into the centre back position. Came back to you guys, and and has been like there the whole time. I-, I suppose my my one of my biggest concerns though is he's missed time in each of the last few seasons with injury. And it seems to have been persistent hamstring problems. Is that something that's like just the last couple of years? Is that something that's been a problem since his teen years? Or what is the situation with his injury history? I think, I think, I don't think he's, is it, is it, lads, has he got hamstring problems? Or is it, I think he's been out with ankles more than anything. Um, I think he's had a persistent ankle injury going yeah, back he played, a couple of years. He played through, he played through it. So he was playing on the ankle injury for quite some time. Because we had no one to come in for him, it mm. probably made it worse. And that's why he had that nine-game spell out this year. Yeah. Because he, he had to rest it because it was doing him more harm than good. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I wouldn't call him injury-prone by any means. Um, I think it's that's just the one injury thing. that's kind of lingered, is it? Yeah. I think yeah. if you spoke to any North End fan, that would be the last thing that they'd say about him. Yeah, I think availability is you know, quite good. Um I remember, I think it was last season there was he, he was dropped and it was it, uh, he wasn't in in a starting 11 and I think he was ill or something like that and even like the fact that he wasn't in the 11 yeah. North End fans are like Where, where's Ben Davis because he's just he's that regularly available but in he, terms, he, he of, did in terms of hamstrings I think he's quite explosive for a centre back right um, 
that's the only thing I could think of. But from memory, I've been watching him for the last three or four years. I don't think he's got particular hamstring issues. That's okay, because I, I was I've taken it off one of those injury websites and just going by what, what they were saying in terms yeah. of what the injuries were as I was trying to dig back into them. I'd started watching him a bit more this season because obviously he was allegedly going to go to Celtic. Yeah. So I was quite interested to see uh, what what kind of player he was because, like, you know, you're Irish, you're kind of born into being a Celtic <laughs> fan. Um, and my other concern with him is when I, when I watch him play, he's... He's obviously he's a decent defender. I, he strikes me as someone who's a much better footballer than he is a defender. Like there's moments where he switches off, little lapses in his positional play, but he he is he is predominantly a ball playing centre back. Is is my take on him now? Again, you guys have seen 135 games played for your club. I've seen maybe yeah. 10. So what do you make of him as a footballer, as a as a, a as a player? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt he's a top-class footballer. Um, I don't know if that makes him any worse a defender. I think he's a very good, composed defender. Um, he does have lapses. He does have lapses of concentration. Um, you know, I think he's improved on that. This season's probably his best season in terms of performance, consistent consistent level of performance. Um, I think our manager said last week is a 9 out of 10 every week. Um, and we've been saying on the podcast, the level's too easy for him. Um, you know, stepping up, he's coming up against a different class of player, no doubt about that. And I, I agree with what you say, Dave, about there's levels within the Premier League. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't call him sort of a poor defender. I think he's just exceptional with the ball. That is definitely mm. that is definitely his strength. And, you know, them diagonals out to Alexander-Arnold or, um, you know, playing it down the channel to Robbo. You Did know, you guys but, anticipated any chance of him staying or was it pretty much a certainty he wasn't going to sign this new deal and he was going oh, to go? No. Did you expect yeah. to get any fee for him this this window or did you expect no. him to last out the season and then move on? I think was, it was about a month ago. There was something published in one of the local rags about, sounded like something that come from his agent basically saying he's, 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 he's leaving at the end of his contract if he doesn't go in this window. It was a Saturday morning before a game as well, so you can yeah. imagine our oh, fan base. Lovely timing. Yeah, <laughs> complete, completely rattled before a game. Of course, he yeah. played He played on Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday, didn't he? Yeah. Played really best, well as well. Player man, of, man of the match. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that that was going to be his last game for the football club because obviously the talk was he was going to sign a pre-contract agreement at Celtic mm. and the talk is that he was actually minutes away from signing that pre-contract agreement when the I agent came Lennon, knocking. Neil Lennon had a couple of pops <laughs> it was, Honestly, lads, it, he's, he was minutes away from signing it. You know, we're talking like he was probably in the vicinity of, of Glasgow when the wow. agent came calling. And that's how last minute this deal has been. For, yeah. You know, and I think nobody was more shocked than... Because we joked on our podcast like, yeah. when we recorded <laughs> about Liverpool, because Jake had a couple of text messages. What's what's you know off Liverpool fans saying? What's Ben Davis like? You know, potentially might happen. We're like, what? You know, that's I think your, your your response was, could you imagine that? <laughs> and I think was. that just that just sums it up. So it we, was, we we heard the Ben Davis name as well. So your immediate thought is the one from Spurs. <laughs> you know, and I was like, "Oh God, no, him, not anybody but him." <laughs> and then I heard it was it was the one from Preston. I was like, "But he's going." Like I, I thought he'd actually signed because 
all the Celtic fans were so excited. Like they were like, yeah. "Oh, we've got him on a, in on a pre-contract. It's done. It's done. It's all sorted. He, he's going to sign the deal. Everything's agreed." And I, I, like you had heard that he was going up to sign everything, and everything was going to be done. So I just assumed like it was the other one. And then obviously things came out that he he had turned around and, <laughs> and changed his mind. Why? Why do you think? And and you guys know better than this, being closer to the situation. But why do you think there wasn't for a player who's been available? I assume all window at a decent fee. Why hasn't there been another Premier League club take the take the chance with him? Physicality for me. Um, I think eighty percent of the clubs in in the Premier League will be predominantly looking. Imposing centre backs, area imposing centre backs. Ben mm. Davis is, isn't aerially imposing. That's his biggest weakness. I think, you know, if you go into Burnley, because there was murmurings of Burnley interest, we never see him fitting in at Burnley. Um, he's def- not a big grok. Yeah, he's not a big, he's not a big horrible defender. Um, so you know, we were surprised that there was no Premier League interest. I thought Brighton might have been interested, but they've got quite a lot of centre back at the minute. I think Brighton um, and Newcastle have both been linked with him in the past. Yeah, they? yeah. So, I remember last year he was linked with Sheffield United and that seemed to make sense because obviously they played the back three. He does seem like he'd be a really good fit on the left of a back three or even in that middle role, just pinging the ball here, there and everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Sheffield United or Brighton, I always thought were where he was destined to be. Obviously no one thought Liverpool. But it's all about time in football. There's no chance he'd be a Liverpool player now if obviously he didn't have the injuries. So, um, I don't think it would have been if, if he'd have signed a contract either. Yeah. I think a big reason that there's not been much solid interest is because Preston probably wanted silly money for him. Similar to Ben yeah. Pearson. Preston wanted twenty million for Ben Pearson a couple of years ago. Um, and what do you what do you make of the fee? I mean it's tiny. It's, I think it's five hundred well, grand five hundred yeah. grand now and then one point five million or something linked to bonuses. And uh, I saw and this is one that I really had to ask you about. I was intrigued by this. There was a an England call up clause uh, thrown in there <laughs> as well. So it was like that one really caught me off guard. Well, you know what, though? You know what? As, as a club, we'd be stupid not to include it. Yeah. His competition for left centre-back is Tyro Mings, isn't it? So, he's got... <laughs> high... It's not really much competition, <laughs> he's got, he's, If he gets a run of 10 games in a Liverpool shirt, he's got a chance. You know, he's got a yeah. chance. It, it, that's a fair point, because... Especially if they're going to play the back three. Yeah. Because as you said, like... His aerial numbers aren't great. Like, I think he's like fifty-seven percent over his career in the air, which isn't isn't great. And one of the things Liverpool do normally look for is guys in the seventy percentile, like seventy yeah. percent plus. But in a back three, it's less of an issue. So yeah. for England, playing a back three, yeah, I mean, look, if he comes to Liverpool, the way I'm looking at it is worst case scenario: he comes to Liverpool, he does all right. And they'll sell him on for a profit. And if he does all right at Liverpool, he'll get a decent Premier League move yeah. to a, a, a Brighton. Bright, he'd be perfect at Brighton. Him and Ben White, two ball players either side of Lewis. That could be a lovely balance. So for, for Liverpool, no risk involved. I know it's like it's it's a shame for Brighton. And it's it's it reminds me a little bit with Bournemouth. Like you mentioned Ben Pearson, and I remember the hype around him, and he ends up going to to Bournemouth, funnily enough, for was it an undisclosed fee, but it wasn't massive, was it? Similar to this sort of Ben Davis fee, I think. Yeah, and that's like in yeah. the last days as well. Yeah, and like it's shame you had these two guys that maybe if you'd sold them a year ago, yeah, you probably get twenty five million combined for the pair. If you're whereas Bournemouth did the same thing; they turned down forty million for Callum Wilson a couple of years ago, 
and had to take 15. They turned 25 million for Josh King a year ago. Yeah. I think getting 5 million from Everton is the latest for him now. So think, it, it, yeah. it is the, just a shame. The key in football, I think, is to sell at the right time. I think Preston have probably learned that the hard way. Um, similar when, thing when happened. don't we learn things the hard way, though? Yeah, similar things happened in the past. You know, Callum Robinson got into the final 12 months of his contract. Um, but going back to your original point, I think 500,000 is it's more than we thought we'd get because he, he was literally about to sign Celtic, you know, on a pre-contract. Yeah, so it's a good move for us because we've got the sell on. We can't, we don't really lose out from, from this move. And it's a great move for him. And, you know, the sell on is big. The, the sell on is a big, big yeah. fact. That's a win for Preston. Because Massive. as I say, Liverpool are going to make a profit when they sell him, regardless. He's yeah. a left footed English centre back. Yeah. That, that alone makes him worth five, eight million. Yeah. Regardless Just, of what he can do on the pitch. Going back to your point about Ariel as well, that's not his strength, but. You can't really measure a centre-back's mobility. I don't know how you'd measure it, how you quantify mobility, or obviously you can you recognise pace, but his major quality defensively is how mobile he is. Um, and if you sort of bulk him up a bit, he probably becomes a bit less mobile, doesn't he? So I think that's what Liverpool are probably going to play on. If he plays, you know, he can cover that space behind a full-backs or behind his centre-back partner. Yeah, and he's always he's always played in a back four at Preston. That's correct, don't it? You you guys have never played a black back three yet. I'd say probably five or six games a season. Right, but and and what about replacement wise? What's lined up as your replacement for the player? I mean, you're setting what eleventh in the league just now, so you still got a shot at the playoffs. I mean, it's not it's not out of the question, is it? You're only a it, few points off there. It looks like we've just signed our replacement, Liam Lindsay from Stoke. Is, right. is that a similar profile player to uh, to, to to Ben Davis? The only similarity is he's left-footed for me. Yeah, He's another big lump of a defender. But, but you're getting you know. Seb Vandenberg from us, who is a ball-playing centre-back, so maybe yeah. the balance is there that you get a ball-player and Lizzie, who is more of a you know, a physically imposing heads it and kicks it by the numbers type of centre-back. Yeah, we might have swapped it around. Obviously, the left foot has always been the technical one. Um, we might go for the left-footed big bastard and the right-footer who can play football, but Whenever you lose Ben Davis, I don't think Preston can get an adequate replacement in. That's why he's going to a club like Liverpool. I think he's he's just outgrown the football club. And have you lads seen much of Vandenberg? I mean, I haven't. I'm a Liverpool fan, so it's not, I mean, he, he's been rolled out in the League Cup a couple of times and played a few preseason friendlies. Uh, we did get some scouting reports from him uh, as a as a youngster when Liverpool signed him, and he was just a boy basically when he arrived. Uh, although he's a tall boy, I mean, I think he was taller than Jurgen Klopp when he was about sixteen, seventeen. But I, I mean, he's one of these guys that's uh, came highly recommended as almost one of these Dutch lads that wasn't at Ajax. You know, I mean, he wasn't in the Ajax setup, and he was kind of on the out on the fringes of, of Dutch uh, youth age group selection for Holland and things like that. So, I mean, he has potential that for sure, but he's always seemed a bit, I think it'd be fair to say, Dave, he's always seemed a bit lightweight. Uh, not very, yeah. Even though he's tall, not very well built, and uh, definitely has the odd clangor uh, in him, but that could just if you be have an any butcher, any If you have any butchers in, in Preston who have link-ups with the club, like a, a daily steak would do, Sep, the world of good. Uh, he has improved massively, I will say, this season when he's played for our under-23s, he has been very good. Now, the championship is a big step up, and especially, you know, it, it's a it's a tough championship this year. There's a lot of good teams. 
You had three teams come down from the Premier League and held on to a lot of their good players. Brentford, obviously, very good team as well. Swansea kind of reloaded and got good as well. So it's a tough league this year, uh, as in fairness, as it is every year. But with, with the tight schedule as well, it's going to be tough for them, I think, to settle. But you're probably not, if you're bringing in Lindsay, you're probably not bringing in Seth to start. You're bringing him in to develop. And I'd imagine if he does all right, you'll probably get to hang on to him next year and maybe even the year after on the loan if everything's going well. The one thing that could come out of this, I know Liverpool have been looking for a championship club where they can kind of use to develop players. So that might be something that benefits Preston in the long run is that maybe they'll get to pick at a few Liverpool players who are 18, 19, 20 and aren't getting that break to the first team rather than loaning them out abroad, which they had been doing previously. They might, you know, it could be an opportunity for Preston to pick up one or two. I know you got Jason Malopian on loan from from uh, Brighton this month. He's really talented. So if you could start yeah. getting a couple of them from Liverpool as well, it could benefit the club long term. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you guys get back to full strength at centre-half, Reese Williams is a Preston fan. You know, he's grown up in Preston. We'd love him. You ben know, Davies yeah. is his idol. I know. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's so bizarre like how all this has come, has come together. But, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, and we'd probably benefit from that as well. You know, we haven't used the loan market very well over the past three years since Alex Neal's been here. You know, we've made more loan signings this month than we have in the previous three and a half years combined. You know, yeah. so I think it's really key for us to... Utilize low market. I, I think the championship this season has been, I don't think it's fantastic. I think it's more physically demanding than it's ever been before because of the schedule. Yeah. And because we only had, what, six weeks in between ending That's last season and starting this one, the football has been pretty turgid, to be honest. You know, Oh, the Premier the, League is exactly the same. Like, it's yeah. exact, like, the championship every year is like a death race. It's so competitive. Uh, it's it's a harder league to win than the Premier League because there's so many teams spending outside their means and putting themselves in the hole financially. Like you look at Derby and Sheffield Wednesday and what they've done to not be very good, and then now they've ended up in the shit. Like yeah. for you guys to try and be well run, financially, you know, responsible, and still try and compete and stay in the division, you've got a really good man. I think he's a really good manager, Alex Neil, who did a great job at Norwich. You do the loan market is going to be important, and we've got guys like Leighton Clarkson's a lovely ball playing midfielder, could be a nice fit there. Uh, Jake Kane's another one, probably won't make the grade at Liverpool, but they do like him around the club, and he's seen us having a good, you know, good attitude, and he's he's a good player. Those type of guys, if you know, if Preston was open to taking them in a loan and, and giving them twelve months of football, I think that can benefit both clubs in the long run. Yeah. I think from what we've heard in the past, Preston have been reluctant to do business with Liverpool because of their penalties for, for players not playing. I think when Harry Wilson went to Hull, I think Offend almost signed Harry Wilson. Um, but they weren't keen on paying the sort of penalties when they didn't play. From what we've heard about this this signing coming in today, it's it's free for Preston. It's just mm. part of the Ben Davis deal. So I think the club have woken up though, because like you say, Malumbi's a cracking player. Yeah, uh, so good. I, yeah. I'm surprised he's not getting games at Brighton this year yeah. when Davy Proper's been out injured. He's he's Same. that good. He can play in the yeah. Premier League. I thought he'd I thought he'd kick on as well. Um, we've been linked with Anthony Gordon from Everton as well today. He's which very would, talented. Which would represent another sort of similar similar pattern. So you know, hopefully the club have woken up, and if it goes well with Van der Berg, um, you know, you never know for next season because there's always talent at Liverpool. 
there is there's always an excess of talent so just just on Davies as well like we mentioned that his, his character is he is he a vocal presence on the field is he the type that leads by example does he lead by you know getting lads getting hold of lads and putting them in their place and holding people responsible what type of personality do you think he is on the pitch yeah I'd say I mean he's been captain as well mm. um, maybe only on a handful of occasions but um, Alex Neal's not flippant with handing the armband out and, and I think along with you know Alan Brown and Daniel Johnson who've both just signed contract extensions um, Ben Davis has become one of the, like, the senior figures in the dressing room and yeah, he is. He's very vocal and, and he'll sort of lead by example on the pitch. I think this season more than ever, I think he's just realises he elevates every single player around him um, because of his personality. He makes a block and he celebrates the block. He's, he's one of them, really. Um, I think he'll fit in well at Liverpool because he wears his heart on his sleeve. And I think Jurgen Klopp sort of demands that as well. Yeah, he'll come on leaps and bounds under Jurgen Klopp. You know, having, you know, Alex Neal is a great coach at this level, but there's levels, isn't there, in terms of coaching ability? You know, to go to a guy who's won, you know, the Champions League, the Premier League, he's won the lot, and he really, you know, look at what he won in Germany at, at Dortmund. You know, and I think Jurgen Klopp did it the hard way as well. You know, look at what he did at Mainz and, you know, his playing career as well. I think it's it's just a great fit as a person to to have that. Someone that's going to put the round around him, but also try to direct him and actually give him that bit of confidence and belief that yeah, you can do it at this level. Because at the end of the day, you know, the the two lads who've been playing at centre half in terms of Reese Williams and are the lad Nat Phillips, Nat Phillips. You know, they they'll be good players in the future, but they're they're, they're raw. They're, they're very mm. green as, as centre halves. You know, Ben Davis has played two hundred and fifty games yeah. in his career. You know, you're getting someone who's both got the attributes to play at at a higher level but it's also got the experience that you know when the, the going does get tough and you know you've got somebody backing in he knows what to do you know and it's different at youth football it's complete, It's a completely different game for me and I think having that bit of game management and game now will really help him come on as well because he'll learn so much playing at a higher level as well and, and that's the thing for you guys is you probably have a smaller coaching staff than we do as well yeah. Like we have specific development coaches who will just work with them on the ins and outs, whereas you guys don't have yes. the resources for that. The other thing as well, and I'm just, it's, it's, he's obviously, he's been on a bunch of loans, and he's been on loans kind of up and down the league. Like he's been in League Two, he's been in League One, obviously, and now in the championship with you guys. And so he has done this the hard way. There has been no, it's not like he was 18 and coronated as like the next big thing at Preston. He came yeah. through your academy, and as far as I'm aware, there were severe doubts over whether he'd actually make it with you guys. Yeah, I think Alex Neil coming to the club was the absolute key. Um, from what I heard, Simon Gray, previous manager, was fine with letting him go. Um, you know, he only really made his breakthrough at Preston when he was 22, you know, which is it's quite ultimate, your breakthrough, really. He made his debut at 17 when he had all those loans. Um, Alex Neil, as well, when he came in, was quite... Um, he was full of praise for him. And I think he even said to the point where when he was Norwich manager, they'd actually scouted him with a view yeah. to signing him yeah. um, that summer. Obviously, he ended up losing his job at Norwich and came into North End. And right, so there was, since... a, there was a prior link, obviously, through the manager then for, for this yeah. development, through this sort of sort of rapid development that we've seen over the last yeah, couple he's, of years. He's obviously identified him at Norwich, really liked him. And then he's obviously got the job at North End and, and he's been 
uh, he's been a mainstay pretty much ever since then. Well, we'll all wish the guy well. Obviously, you guys are from the Finney are going to do your own podcast that people can tune into. Uh, and it sounds like you're having a very busy transfer window, even busier than us. Uh, <laughs> I know when I uh, when I caught up with you last night to arrange this show, nothing was going to be possible for 24 hours because of uh, how busy you guys were going to be. So, And you're going to have uh, some Liverpool company, uh, some Liverpool-related company on your show uh, later as well with uh, Mark Lawrence, obviously, who's been on a few of our shows in the past, and uh, and Neil Mailer as well. So uh, take, take it away. Your chance to tell uh, anyone who might be listening and interested in uh, hearing more about Preston North End because I don't know when the next time we'll get to speakers. It's not often we uh, we, ex- we exchange players, so uh, take it away and tell everyone where they can uh, find out more about you guys and the work that you do at From the Finney. Um, yeah, so From the Finney is we're we're the only Preston North End fan run podcast, and um, there is a club one, but I would say it's not very good. Uh, <laughs> I'd imagine there's a lot of criticism on that one, is there? Um, there's not a lot of criticism on it, to be fair. Um, and so, yeah, we're we're on the vast majority of streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our website is from thefinney.co.uk. Um, just kind of supplements the podcast. It's not not a mainstay for us in terms of producing lots and lots of written content because it's mainly just us three and and a couple of other people who's writing. I massively appreciate because I try and pull it all together. Um, um, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're just from the Finney on all of those places. And I think from our uh, from our ivory tower as Liverpool fans, shall we say, I think it's uh, it's easy and there's so many Liverpool services. You guys have spoken to the Anfield rapper already today. We yeah. know that uh, we know that LFC Transfer Room have done something with the Deep Deal guys. So there's all sorts of things going on, and uh, it's really great to see the effort and the and, and and the dedication that you three in particular are putting into uh, the service you offer. It's not easy, and uh, you have to give up a lot of your time, a lot of family time to uh, to make that happen, and for being able to cover a, a club like Preston North End with fan media is, is absolute gold and, and well done to what you've achieved so far. And we'll wish you all the best for the future as well as, uh, as, as well as Ben Davis at Liverpool. Let's hope it all works out and you guys can sure. look with pride on how he develops. And of course, Sepp going down to, to North End. I'm, I'm just realizing that I actually uh, read Ollie was you that said that, that, that the thread on Ben Davies um, this afternoon. And I actually read it at the time after I'd recorded with Eddie and I was kind of like, okay, this, Maybe I have some questions to ask, and I realize <laughs> I've, I've asked a few questions that you had already answered in your thread because I yeah. wasn't aware of it in person. So, listen, I haven't spoken to you three boys, Jake, Jimmy, and all tonight. I have to say, I'm, I'm a lot more on board than I was. The fact that it's not, <laughs> well, the fact that it's not persistent hamstring problems is a big thing because I don't know if you noticed, but we, we've got a few injuries to center yeah. backs, and, <laughs> yeah. and hamstrings are something that if they go once, they tend to keep going, and ankle thing can be fixed. Hamstrings, like we remember Michael alone. Um, so listen, lad, thanks a million. This has been brilliant, and uh, I'll definitely be checking out your podcast, just giving you a follow there. And uh, enjoy SEP and enjoy the rest of the season. I really, I'd love to see North End do really well because obviously you're one of the historically important clubs in English football. And I think you know, you guys don't play it, you're a small club from, from a small city, but. Preston North End are an important club in English football and I think everybody should always be aware of what Preston are doing. Fuck Blackpool, not them, but you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, can, you can come on as a guest anytime. <laughs> anytime. And, and as I'm well, sure. I think it's, it's worth pointing out there's been a lot of links between North End and Liverpool in the yeah. past as well. So, you know, let's, let's hope that this one is another one that we can add, add to that list. Well, that's exactly it.
Yeah, and it's great that you're uh, still paying respects to the uh, late great Sir Tom Finney as well. What a what a character, what a player! It's uh, something that people should always make a point of going back and look at some of those videos because it's stuff of absolute legend. It's before any of our time, but uh, it's something that you guys are, are carrying forward as a legacy. And uh, I love that the name of your show and your channel is that because it's uh, as someone I remember uh, watching. I don't know if you guys remember this, but Liverpool beat Nottingham Forest five nil in uh, in 1988, and Sir Tom was there. Uh, not working in media I think he was just there and his comments afterwards was that's the greatest team of 11 display he had ever seen in person and that, that's something that's always stuck with me as a as a young Liverpool fan Brilliant. that's class <laughs> and, and to be fair you know, you know we've got obviously the Bill Shankly Cup you know yeah of course our, our history with with Liverpool it goes back years you know I think a few years ago we had Bill Shankly Shields we had a couple yeah. of friendlies yeah you know, back to back in terms of it, that's detail. something that should be done every year. The clubs should be working on putting that together. Absolutely, yeah. that's a community that's something that would matter. It's so so easy to do. You know, I mean, the clubs should be doing more stuff like that. And it's great that we get this opportunity through something so random as a as a lad like Ben Davis signing for Liverpool that we get to speak to you guys. We get to share these stories because that's really what football is all about. And while we're all stuck in our homes just now, fortunately, you guys, us, we can still do what we do with our work. But uh, this is really what football is all about. It's about big clubs it's about small clubs it's about medium-sized clubs it's about historic clubs like Preston North End and I thank the three guys and I'll, I'm just going to share their Twitter handles because uh, Dave's already mentioned that, uh, that Ollie's been quite vocal today already now Ollie's is at Gorn with a is that one or two underscores after that Ollie? Uh, two underscores two you underscores have to, I'm not letting it go until he explains <laughs> the handle no, I, don't, I don't even know what it means to be honest <laughs> <laughs> so it's at g-o-r-n and two underscores for ollie and he has been quite vocal today so it's well worth a well worth a follow yeah, uh, give it a follow yeah Jimmy, Jimmy Atkinson, you can find at Bayside PNE. That's a nice, easy one to say. No, uh, no underscores there. I think we know the the the, the background of that name. And uh, Jay Coates is at J I Oates, which is O A T E S. So that's uh, a nice, easy one to remember as well. Yeah, we'll, let Ollie, not, we'll let Ollie work on his. Not spelt like the porridge oats. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows Dave Hendrick. He's uh, he's at Two Footed Pod, uh, and he's daily podcasting on the Premier League on EPL Index, as well I'm as a, a regular follow. Don't follow me on social media. I'm terrible. <laughs> you'll, you'll just argue, you'll just argue with him. And, exactly. uh, and uh, you can obviously hear Dave regularly on AI Pro and Anfield Index. So uh, that's been our show. This has been News Round. Thank you once again to Jake, Jimmy, and Ollie for joining us, and thanks to the the ever vescent Dave Hendrick. And Dave, I think we're safe in saying this will be. Our final pod for the day. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> maybe maybe the lads at Preston can keep a little watch out the window and see if anyone's driving down the road from uh, from Blackpool Airport for us, because that's where we seem to fly these players in. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, up the radio.